Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lucky Number Episode 13 of Shit. What's your guys' <laughs> 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 All right, we're keeping new, money, new, new money, new money, talks. new money talks, new money talks. New okay, money talks. sweet. Uh, we have a good welcome, one welcome, welcome, today. welcome, welcome. It's kind of funny. Kyle was saying it's uh, Friday the 13th, yeah, first one of the year. I don't know if that's lucky or unlucky, but uh, I think we have a good one. We're actually in, in Arizona today. As me and Kyle share a nice mic because uh, we don't have enough. First four-person episode. First four-person episode. This will be a good one, though. We have two very good friends of ours here, Alex and Parth, the founders of Pup Ring. Not Pup Ring. Rings. Pup Ring. Uh, PupRing.com. Awesome. Uh, if you have a dog, you should check it out. Cat, too. It's for cats as well, too. We have some products. For cats, cats for products. Yeah, check it out. PupRing.com. But I'll let them give you the intro. It's two killers in the e-commerce space, so... It's a good one for everyone who's uh, into e-commerce, but please take the floor, boys. It's all you. Sweet. Well, um, as mentioned, my name is Alex. Um, full name is Alex Georgevic. I was, um, I've been doing e-commerce for a few years, um, 22, and uh, yeah, I'm based out of Michigan. What about you? <laughs> what a descriptive intro. <laughs> yeah, it's very descriptive. Yeah. Well, it's all right. We'll pick your brain we'll, a little, we'll little bit. Your brain. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So um, my name is Parth Kokreja. I'm uh, 21, also single. <laughs> <laughs> Just got to put that in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm the other founder of Pup Ring. Yeah. Can you guys tell us what the hell is Pup Ring? First yeah, of all, we should, we should do first that. Of all, did you guys, so you guys like, I, I, you could talk a little bit more about how you met each other, things like that, how you mm-hmm. got into the business. But I have a feeling you guys met on a website where it was just like, I have a very difficult last name to pronounce.com. <laughs> and that's how you join forces and we're like, dream team. Yeah, you guys met, <laughs> you guys met, you guys met online, right? Like, you, yeah, you we met, met online. online. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, we met, um, we actually met on a Discord server um, that we were both a part of. Um, I'm not sure how we originally started talking, but... We were both mod- mods in uh, this one group, which I'm not going to name because I don't want to give them publicity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, there were... They were a very bad group. Yeah. Hmm. How so? Um, there was a lot of disagreements between the owners. Uh, personally, I used to be a web developer there. So that's mm-hmm. kind of my background. I used to do a lot of... Um, wow, I can't remember like words. Like, like HTML, CSS, yeah, yeah, yeah. JavaScript. I was like thinking that. like I was more of like um, CRO stuff. Like mm. that's oh, kind of where I was at. Yeah. yeah. Before CRO was popular. No, I was definitely not good at it though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, so... Long story short, there was a lot of issues with uh, my payments and all that stuff being set on time. My contract was also very iffy. Long mm. story short, it was it was a terrible situation to be in. However, that's actually why Puppering was founded. Yeah, we oh, met, yeah. and and thanks to that group, we um we got Puppering going. Yeah, and um yeah, it's yeah. been it's been a crazy journey so far. So to give a little bit of a background of what the fuck we're selling, what the hell is yeah. Puppering? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> just tell us. Yeah, so it's basically jewelry for pet owners. Um, it's not jewelry for pets, right? It's not jewelry for pets, and that's a that's so a, the biggest confusion point. Pets, Correct. Saying, oh, Sadly, you cannot get a belly button piercing for your chihuahua, <laughs> but if you really want one, we can consider it. Right for the right uh, price. Yeah, for the, for right, the right price. price. Can't run Facebook ads yeah. though. Um, but yeah, that's uh, it's basically jewelry for pet owners. So um, if you're a dog owner, a cat owner, um, it's a way that you can take your pet with you. Um, when you're not at home with your pet. So we have a lot of our clients are people who might have lost their dogs, um, 
people who might be going to college and um, are leaving their dogs at home and they're missing their pets and uh, they just want a way to remember them. Um, and that's actually another, another point I kind of want to, want to add on to here is, um, this project became a lot more, um, personal for me, if you will, um, right at the beginning of 2021 when I lost my dog. Oh, wow. Um, and I think that that's something that, especially when you have a project that, that you want to take long-term, you have to have some aspect of it that is personal to you. Um, a lot of people create projects and they're just like, they want to make money with it. But in the long term, if you have some aspect of the project that you can relate to, that allows you to continue pushing out, you know, pushing out your effort yeah. when things aren't, you know, when you aren't making money, yeah. um, you're going to have a successful project. Definitely. Because yeah. consistency compounds. Exactly. And how long have you guys been doing this for? About three years. Three years. So started in March of 2020. February. February 2020. And, and walk us through how it started too, because I think it's interesting. And also, we'll go into how the, the brand's huge. So like these guys, the guys are very humble and quiet and, <laughs> and shy and everything, but the brand is pretty big. But please, yeah. yeah. How'd, you, how'd you guys think of it? How'd you start it and all that type of stuff? So, um, you mind if I take this one? Yeah, go for it, dude. So there was um, this wonderful gentleman named Wacy. Um, and Shout so I was... Shout out to that dude, not the group. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> no, but um, I was in a pretty desperate spot because of the group. Like they were yeah. stiffing on payments. I was like kind of annoyed. And so Wacy, I was doing a site for him because, you know, he was selling the dog bone ring. He was uh, drop shipping it off of AliExpress. And I was developing a site for him. I finished the site, gave it to him. I was like, hey, here's the finished site. You want to walk me through it? He's like, no, no, you don't, you don't even have to make it anymore. I'm going to stop selling the product. I was like, dude going on it's like it's it's killing it you, i see your numbers dude you're absolutely you're, you're killing it you're doing some really cool stuff why would you stop this he's like no nah, dude i'm having issues with supplier i don't know if i want to continue this i'll just start a different product mm-hmm. and i was like opportunity <laughs> you know if you don't want to continue cricket it, noises <laughs> <laughs> if you don't want to continue it man I'll, I'll take it off your hands he's like mm-hmm. go for it so wow. he gives me his facebook data and i Take my Discover card, which I recently got with a fifteen hundred dollar credit limit, and I maxed <laughs> that out. fucker out like wow. the first day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and um, to my surprise, it was break even slash profitable. Like it was actually mm-hmm. working. So then Alex came in. He has a uh, there was a bet that was made with stocks, which was yeah. Explain <laughs> to us how you both met. You told us, but I think yeah, kind of yeah. how you guys met. So essentially, like I knew I didn't know enough, and I was like, all right, I need someone who I can trust to help guide me in the right direction. First person I thought was Alex, and uh, I was like, Alex, I'm gonna give you 250 bucks, and you like show me the ropes and all that stuff. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I got you, bro. And then I was like, hey, you know what? If the S and P 500, now mind you, this was 2020 during March February timeframe, mm. all right. I was like, hey, if the S and P 500 goes below 306 dollars. I will give you an extra $250. I'll make you like 600 bucks or something. I was rich, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, lo and behold, the market literally crashed as that was going on. So, yeah. So, so 600 bucks. I I got 500 bucks and we were, he was like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta show me some stuff. I was like, yeah, sure. I was doing, um, for context, I was doing some drop shipping before. Um, so I did have a little bit of experience. Um, and I was like, sure, I'll show you, you know, I'll show you a little bit around. So, um, when Parth came, uh, out with pupperings, he, he actually got the domain name. 
Um, he got the the website kind of designed out a little bit, and I was like, "Shit, dude! Like this guy, like puppering dog. This this kind of sounds like something that could <laughs> go, you know." Uh, so I was like, "All right, man. Like you know, let's like I, I kind of ha- came at him with an offer. I was like, "Hey, um, I'll come in as potentially an investor. Um, I would like to be a part of the project, and we can kind of take it from there." Um, so that's, that's really the, or the truthful, deep origin of puppering. It's nothing crazy. It's just, um, that's really how, how the project, um, came to start. Um, so many mistakes were made. So many. Yeah. And, (laughs) and yeah, really that first year was, um, mistakes on mistakes. It was, it was a lot of mistakes and, and reason being, reason being is because on the marketing side specifically, we were running like one ad. Like I, I thought, you know, I was the shit because before I would run drop shipping stores, run one fucking yeah, ad. Yeah. And it's like, Hey, popping. you know, it's popping off. Yeah. So we would run one ad and it's like one ad, you know, gets X amount of sales and it dies off. And we're like, yeah. shit, what the fuck's going on? You know why? Yeah. You're confused. Right? We're like, why isn't this working? We are also just mailing them out in envelopes because <laughs> our yeah. supply chain was terrible. So as soon as I saw the products working, I was like, all right, we're definitely not using these guys because they don't work. So yeah. we went out, got, um, a manufacturer named Nick and he engraved the rings, sent them to me, which again was like 30 day lead time, by the way. Oh, wow. So then the, it, the rings would get sent to me. I'd go ahead and put them in envelopes, not even bubble mailers or ring boxes. <laughs> envelopes. Like, wait, envelopes? Like letter envelopes. Letter envelopes. Hey, they had the pup ring logo on it. <laughs> it like a little wow. sticker or something? No, not even. It was like printed on. It uh, was It was absolutely oh a nightmare God. for me being like a, a perfectionist. If, if, if I could ask, how big was the brand at that point? Like how many oh, orders small. a day? It was extremely small. Like Very 10 small. orders a day? Five orders a day? What, what are we talking about? Like 10, 15 orders a day maybe. Um, and I was not for this idea. I want to I wanna clarify the fuck out of that um i am i am a very much uh perfectionist when it comes to giving off a solid product so um i take credit for all of the designs and all of the little boxes that are so cute and furry now and have our logo on them um yeah and it's no it really is now yeah yeah and it's it's something that from the get-go i was like this is important to me so we were shipping them out and literally mailers and ha- and we obviously the the customers were like what the fuck like we're getting we're getting a, a ma- like literally a piece of mail with a ring in it just yeah as bad. we got more feedback we decided to we didn't really have much cash flow at that time but we decided to go in on an engraving machine just out of the blue we're like All right, you know what we're gonna buy an engraving machine from this guy i've only talked to twice we're gonna go ahead and how, uh, how much does an engraving machine cost uh, the one we got was around four thousand dollars. Okay, wow. yeah. Okay. I literally took a loan from my dad, and we set it up in the basement. Yeah. Oh, you're like nineteen, right? I was seventeen at the time. Seventeen, wow. you just spent four grand on an engraving machine. Yeah, I was. Was I still in high school? I don't remember, dude. I didn't ask hey, you. Seventeen. That. I, didn't ask you that. <laughs> I wasn't like, "Are you in high school? <laughs> <laughs> Are you of age?" <laughs> yeah, no, we're definitely <laughs> flipping that. <laughs> yeah, that's like your senior year in high school. Seventeen. Yeah, so I think I was a senior in high school, and I'm just engraving these tiny dog bone rings in my basement, and uh, we had no idea about anything, so we're wearing gas masks. Because we're like, yeah. oh, hazardous fumes. Let's wear gas masks to make sure we're... I have pictures, dude. This motherfucker was in the basement with like a gas mask on. And I like how a picture was like flash on. He just like, like looking like a rat. You thought someone was going to spark, jump out of you or something? No. Well, like 
real shit, shout out to my parents. They not only helped support the business, but they also sat down with me and they engraved rings. Like they packaged it. We put in bubble mailers. We actually bought proper ring boxes. Uh, We were doing it the right way. But that took us from like the first, from February 2020 to December 2020. It really took us that amount of time to figure out what we wanted to do. And it wasn't yeah. really until February of 2021 that we honestly started to blow up. So it was, yeah. it was a year and you guys were still confused. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about a few more logistical things about the business kind of while we're, you know, in this timeline yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Um, during this period, we were, we were like using order metrics, you know, and we were like, just kind of like, oh, we're making money, you know, yeah. or we're not making money. Dude, here comes January. Um, I'm like, okay, I need to get, I need to get serious about, are we like, what, what's going on? Cause money in the bank's going down Yeah. and we're like, okay, well something's not right. So, mm-hmm. um, I started actually running some numbers and it's like, well shit, you know, we're no, we're not actually making money. Our, our, our costs on Facebook and we were only doing Facebook, keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not, we're not there. We were not, um, making money. And I was like, well shit, we got it. We got to figure something out. So, um, Parth and I actually had a discussion in January saying, Hey, this project, you know, we're losing money on this project. This project might not be something, um, that is going to be sustainable. And, um, that day I was like, you know what, I'm going to try TikTok organic. And I posted, uh, four videos. I think I did three videos before that day, but the fourth video that I posted, it was on a Friday. And I remember this like it was yesterday, right? I posted that fourth video. I went to sleep. It was nine o'clock at night, posted the video. Didn't really think anything of it. Went to sleep, got up in the morning and I looked at my phone and I'm just saying a bunch of Shopify notifications. Ding, ding, ching, 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 ching. What the fuck? I was like, I was like, hold up, well, what? I open up Shopify and we're like, and keep in mind before this, we're doing like five, 10 orders a day. We're at like, like $300, $400 in revenue at like eight o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, what? So I go to, I go to, I go to TikTok and I see a bunch of comments, a bunch of new followers. And the video has 30,000 views. And I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, we're going viral. So I call up this motherfucker and I'm like, dude, like what's going on? And, and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, we're going viral. He's like, what? So we're like, I'm just staring at the phone. I pull up, um, Shopify on, on the computer and um, all of a sudden, you know, it goes 30,000 views, 40,000 views, 60,000 views. The orders go 300, 700, 1,000, 2,000. We broke 3,000, which was the highest day we've ever done yeah, before. Yeah. We break 5,000, which we were like, what the fuck? Damn. It's like noon and we're at 10K. <laughs> we were literally- With zero like, ad spend. Zero. Zero ad spend. Dude, we were shitting our pants. Like, <laughs> Like, I, I is like, how am I going to make the rings? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. He was, he was just sitting there. Like, he called like, mom, mom, what are we doing? Mom, we got to bring the cousins, yeah. the uncles, the aunts. <laughs> All of New Jersey comes to the basement. And there's a video. If you go and you can maybe find this and throw it in, into the into the final cut. There's yeah. there's a video that I posted right after the video that went viral of me dancing around in my bedroom. That's a real video. Mm. I stood up and I recorded myself jumping around in the bedroom from excitement yeah. just because like it was crazy. So 
so yeah, just the day goes on and we're just absolutely starstruck. Um, the video ends up going to uh, 1 million views. We end up with $25,000 in revenue in that one day wow. with about 60, 70, I don't know what percent margins. We ended up with about $16,000 profit wow. in one day, nice. which completely paid for all the loans, all the expenses, and allowed the company to essentially be put on a path that yeah. led us to where we are. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like you should be thinking TikTok for all this. Oh, yes. hundred percent. And and you know what was crazy? Once that happened, I was just like, oh, well, you know, we should look into TikTok a yeah. little bit more. <laughs> so that that's what we did. And and 2021 was um the first year where we had a very successful, like a lot of success with the business. Um where we did about 80% of our revenue through TikTok organic. Wow. And um, allowed us to, it really was the the setting stone, the cornerstone um, for this last year, 2022, um, which we used all of that um, capital to be like, all right, well now let's, let's, let's figure out ads. Let's, let's figure out how to take a business that we successfully were able to bring, um, you know, organically um, into having more consistency since I'm sure you guys know, and I'm sure people watching know to make a viral TikTok, you, it's going to be, you're, you're throwing, you know, you're throwing shit out of a wall and hoping yeah, it sticks. Like give some sauce, because I think a lot of people are in the place that you were before that video went viral. Right. Yeah. They're just like, I've tried a bunch of products. Like I've lost Facebook's taken all my money. Yeah. I hate my life. I've done like 10 stores at this point. I don't know what the hell to do. And then you find TikTok, it's organic, no ad spend. You make 16 grand in a day, pretty much, two yeah. years, whatever it is. Like, what should people be doing? Should they be doing this stuff on TikTok? Has that already passed? So they so, keep doing it? Like, walk people through that. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So TikTok has definitely, uh, over the years, and in years, I mean, specifically through 2022 up until now, gotten a little bit more difficult. Um, we noticed that beginning of last year. So beginning of last year, a lot of our TikTok organic efforts started to really slow down. You know, instead of getting a million views every single month, we would get a million views every three months now. So it really became a lot more difficult. And, you know, people, you know, a lot of people have different theories for that. A lot of users jumped into the space. A lot of businesses jumped into the space. Um, a lot more competition, algorithms changing. Um, and I, I personally think it's all of those kind of in a combination, um, as well as I think TikTok is smart. Um, during 2020 and 2021, they were a brand new company. They needed users on the platform. So the engagement was crazy. What yeah. better way to get users on the platform than to allow the current users that are on your platform to go viral? Literally, They're yeah. going to be telling all their friends to get on TikTok because they're, they're famous and they're yeah. getting all these views. So that was a wonderful time period where the growth aspect of TikTok was ridiculous. You know, the ceiling for that was ridiculous. Um, and we were just lucky to be able to really utilize that. Um, during the end of 2021 um, and kind of throughout the middle, Instagram was like, shit, we need to, we need to compete with these guys. Yeah. So they rolled out reels. And uh, we were lucky to hop on that trend too. So we took every single video that went, actually every single video we posted and we posted it on reels. And what happened? 
because now Reels was a new thing. Instagram wanted to push it. So it was allowing Reels to go much easy, much more easily viral. So we ended up taking videos that were not even going viral necessarily on TikTok, posting them on Reels, and they would go viral on Reels. Mm. And we noticed that about Reels had about three times as many views as TikTok did. So wow. boom, something goes viral with 1 million views, post it on three. Reels. 3 million views. So we were able to leverage um, organic through kind of those two platforms. Um, And that was our 2021. That was really the the huge injection of cash flow into the company um, that allowed us last year um, to just blow money on testing and trying to figure out uh, paid. So that's kind of, that's kind of to fill us up to um, last year, as far as the timeline goes. Um, as far as like, I guess a little bit of sauce for TikTok, <laughs> like I, I'm trying to kind of pull off the top you of my head, yourself too, right? all of the videos I filmed. So yeah. it's, it's all videos of me dancing around me engraving the rings, um, doing the fulfillment myself. Um, kind of part of the story that we a little bit missed out on here is, um, after, after, uh, 2020, um, where Parth was engraving in his basement, um, we actually ended up um, moving um, the engraving to Ohio, where a buddy of parts called uh, his name's Gordo. Um, this shout big out Gordo. shout out Gordo. He's this massive veteran, um, just this amazing dude working with these tiny rings. You gotta love it. You gotta <laughs> yeah. love it. Um, so Gordo, yeah, we ended up moving it over to Ohio, um, where Gordo was fulfilling. And, um, that's kind of where we, you know, what, what, what allowed us to, um, speed everything up. We ended up getting uh, shipping times down to about seven days. So it's like you order a ring, boom, seven days later, you know, it's, it's, custom it's ring with your name on it. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Awesome. And that's, you know, especially for some competitors that we had, um, it's, it's hard to compete with mm-hmm. just because China's taking, you know, 14 days plus, and you're not getting the same customer experience. You know, you're not getting the little fuzzy, fuzzy velvet ring boxes, of course. you know, with the little, you know, logo on it. Um, so that was, you know, that allowed us to, to kind of be set apart. And um, through 20, through 2021, 20, um, um, we were able to also acquire a large amount of user generated content. Um because we were going viral so much. Um, and that allowed us obviously now to, you were still using that for ads. Um, so kind of going back to, um, to TikTok sauce, cause I keep going on these tangents. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, really, really the biggest thing that I noticed and what allowed us to have a formula for going viral. And it's a very simple formula. Find what is working for other people and do it better. It's that simple. If somebody is posting a video where they take, you know, this, this sparkling water and they have a shot like this and they have a certain text and a music going on and then they set it down like this, you take your product and you record that same shot. You set it down in the same way. You put the same text and you put the same music. And if that, if their video went viral, there's a very good chance that if the angle applies to your product as well, that it's going to go viral as well. And that in my, like, I think that that is proven across every single platform for any type of content creation. If there is somebody that is doing good with a certain piece of content, you can do the exact same, if not better, by replicating it in your own way and ideally making it even better. 
So that's, that's, I would say the number one best piece of advice, because that's exactly what we did. We went every single day. I went on every single day to TikTok. I went to the search bar and I looked up hashtag small business. Oh, wow. Okay. And then I scrolled through to see what, and I sorted it. You can sort on TikTok by a filter to see what is going viral in the last week, what is going viral in the last two weeks, month, right? And then I just went one video by one video and analyzed it and said, is this something that we can recreate? And, and if, if the answer is yes, answers, yes then I would mark it down in a spreadsheet, recreate it. That's smart. And once you find a winning style, and we can talk a little bit more about this if you guys would like me to. Oh yeah, please keep going. This is good. This is sauce for people out there. Yeah. This is free <laughs> sauce. Go, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So once you find a winning style, and a winning style, um, what I mean by this is a style of content um, that can be replicated over and over and over again. For us... We, we, since we have um, a dog jewelry company, it's kind of a weird spot where we have a lot of really weird messages that come through. Um, we have people messaging us like, hey, my dog ate the ring. What should I do? What and I'm, do like, do? I'm like, I Poop don't fucking know. Do take it to the vet, you know? <laughs> take it to the vet. Yeah, so we, we were in a spot where we did have a lot of like, weird content like that. So what I um, ended up doing is I started creating videos about this content. And it would, be, it would be me engraving the ring in the background while having TikToks voiceover reading these funny comments. So it'd be like, customer, hey, my dog ate my ring. What should I do? <laughs> me, WTF, take it to the vet. <laughs> Customer, can I get a refund? <laughs> Me, no. So it's like it's it's comedy essentially that 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 really engages the user. These videos ended up exploding, you know, three million, five million plus wow. views. Take those videos, Jeez. post it on reels, right? <laughs> That's crazy. Take the reels, po post it on reels. Couple, you know, a couple weeks pass. Take that video that got now five million views on reels. Repost it on reels again. Again, why same, not? Same video, same content. So it's 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 simply reusing, reusing content, reusing ideas. If something's working, don't overcomplicate it. Do it again. And and this organic traffic, people are converting. People are converting. We had we had um, in twenty twenty one. Was it like a like a two? Two percent conversion rate, give or take. We were averaging between like one point five and two point five so on our, our rough days. It's low. Mm -hmm. Damn. If, if if I could ask on organic content, what's what's the biggest that you guys have done in revenue? If I could ask from one specific piece of content, um, it was that twenty five thousand dollar day. That's not so. But in twenty twenty one, we did about eight hundred thousand dollars of organic revenue. Wow. Yeah. So that's like profitable, like no oh, ads. Yeah. Yeah. That's like yeah. that's beautiful. Oh yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank wow, you. Wow, wow. How many hours a day you put in the content? To be honest with you, dude, it was so random. Like I would some days wake up so inspired and I like I shoot out like five pieces of content, get them in the drafts. One of them I post. Um, I would have this posting schedule and and this is something that I think people can apply um, even today in TikTok's um, algorithm. Uh, TikTok favors when you have some type of consistency. So if you are consistently um, posting to your audience, what ends up happening is when you have a video posted, that video is typically shown um, to your current existing followers first. And if your current existing followers have some type of um, like good interactions, they're saving, they're commenting, they're liking, then that video is pushed. To new people. To new people. The algorithm used to be 
where when you post a video, that video is split tested. It shows to new people and it also shows to your current audience. That changed. And that change is is really what, what was like a big hit if for I a ask, lot of how'd content you learn creators. This? How'd, you, how'd you learn that? Testing. Oh, yeah, gotcha. Also some insider information. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, those were those were kind of the the biggest parts about that. Um, and yeah, it was it was really it was really all all a testing game. It's like, hey, if this is working, let's try it. Um, and then if it's working here, let's do it somewhere Definitely. else. Definitely. So then you guys went it. from the organic in like 2021, 20 and beginning of 2022, right? Yes. And then started doing paid after that. We started paid. And um, shout out to uh, Colin McGuire. Um, shout out Colin McGuire. We started <laughs> uh, working with him. Uh, great guy. Uh, back in 2021, mid 2021, when we really wanted to uh, level up, um, we were like, "Hey, how can we, we?" We went the agency route. We hired agencies. We went through like two agencies, two three agencies, and every one of them was the same. Where they do media buying, blah blah. They take a cut. Um, but really, what we noticed and and what Colin shoved literally down our ass was <laughs> that content is king, mm. and that we need to be producing. Um, a ridiculous amount of content. Um, and when we are able to produce a ridiculous amount of content, we will know when a single, when a piece of content is worth pushing, you know, scaling. Um, and this was kind of a really, really, really big lesson that took way too long for us to learn. Um, that's the truth. Why you know, laughing over there? Why are you, why are you laughing over there? <laughs> I think our biggest yeah. lesson was consistency as well. Like, yeah. I, I think content, like, there's a statement. Consistency that, with content. Yeah, no, one of the things that Colin said, which is still like, I think this is going to apply to everyone, right? You're not running, we're not running a dog jewelry company. You know, you're not running a golf brand. You're not running all of these other things. What you're really doing is you're running a content creation agency that monetizes with the product. Yep. You're like, like mm. we've been talking about for the last 15 minutes, or Alex has been talking about. Is <laughs> I like that. It's it's all about the content. Like you have to, like you said, if someone's doing this content, you do it better. If someone's doing that, you try it out. That's all about content, and that's kind of where media is at, at right now as well with Advantage Plus campaigns. Obviously, I'm not the buyer. I'm not the media buyer. He is. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that later. But right now, it's a content centric like time frame. So if you really want to make it, or you really want to, you know, go from zero to hero, you gotta keep just pushing content. Yep. Definitely. And that's any platform, anything you're doing, paid ads, organic, you need to be a content machine. And when we started doing that, we were a content machine in 2021 with TikTok. That was where our success was. 2022, essentially half the year, we had to learn the hard lesson by spending $100,000 and waste and not wasting it, but essentially unprofitably to learn the hard lesson that we need to simply be pushing a lot more content and testing a lot more content because at the end of the day, it could just simply be one angle that's tested differently that's going to be the difference between a $40 cost per purchase and a $20 cost per purchase. Mm-hmm. Or, and, or an $8 cost or per Or an $8 purchase. cost yeah, per purchase. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's nuts. That's nuts. So like, it's kind of crazy because like other people we've talked to as well too, we talked to Luca Washenko. Mm. We've talked to uh, like Yash before too. All these guys mm. just say content. It's kind of crazy mm. that it's all about that. It's like it's all about content. I like, guess product's important. I'm sure the product is good. You guys have spent years figuring out. And you're still improving it. I know you guys mm-hmm. talk about like yeah. logistics that you're still fixing. 
but like content just seems like it's it's a game changer, right? Yep. But was some of the content from the TikTok organic and the Instagram organic used for the ads? Were those good or they were all useless? the time? Oh, they, so all they were good. All the time. Okay. Yeah, we were we were very um, lucky to have um, a lot of user generated content that was created by our customers who purchased our products organically. Mm. So people would buy the product and they would genuinely love the product and they would be like, guys, look what came in the mail today, right? Beautiful hook. For sure. Right? Yeah. Throw that on an ad. That, you know, you, you, we were able to get a lot of content, um, hundreds of pieces of content that we were then able to take and utilize to create more content. Definitely. I'm, I'm actually curious though, because like when you guys turned on ads, were you profitable from the first day? No. Hell no. How long did it take? Way too long. <laughs> like six months. Really? Yeah. So for those six months, you guys were just losing money every single day. Because our biggest thing was really? like okay. we were testing out media buyers. We were, we were basically assigning blame on everyone but ourselves, if I'm being honest. That is true. And then, and then how did you guys like what, one day you just wake up and it's like, whoa, this is profitable No, today? for six months straight, Colin yelled at us that exactly why he was saying yeah. he shoved it up our ass. Colin was like, guys, content. And then we hop off our meeting, you know, we go to our next week. Next week, content. And it would just keep going yeah. until eventually we... um what was it, August? No, it was it was a little bit earlier. So around oh, September, no, July, like July, yeah, July, yeah, July September. Wait, September's not earlier, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Um, I'm pulling yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Q3. Yeah. Towards like quarter, quarter three. Um, Lo and behold, TikTok again. We started to, to push um, a lot more content, um, test a lot more content. Um, but we initially pushed, uh, we initially pushed like old organic stuff back on TikTok, and then it popped off. We're getting four dollar cost for purchases. Oh wow! Yeah, and then then we started to be like, all well, right, so well, in twenty twenty two, you're getting four dollar cost for purchases. Yeah, and this was That's July. Also, shout out to, um, I think his his username is uh, found or lost some who lost gray, lost gray. Yeah. Yep. Shout out to him. He put us on some uh, TikTok sauce back then. Um, and, uh, we started playing around with, uh, TikTok paid since till then we didn't really mess with it a lot. For sure. Um, and, uh, yeah, we just started to prioritize content. I think, I think both Parth and I just got really pissed at the fact that we recognized that the issue wasn't external, that the issue was internal. You guys were just too lazy and to make videos. we had That's to it. work on ourselves. We lost yeah. a lot of motivation. Yes. Like yeah. when you, when you go from doing $800,000 organically and you're absolutely killing. You're at the top of the well, game. Well, so you cleared six hundred thousand dollars, probably. It yeah. was a lot of money. We, yeah, we yeah, exactly. cleared yeah, a lot yeah, of yeah. money. And like Valentine's Day passed, and we we didn't do anything, right? Then our next Mother's Day passed, we weren't doing anything, and it was like we were just we continuously got fed up, like to the point where we were losing so much motivation to do anything. And then when that when we he reposted. Uh, what was it? Video four. We ha- we have this really crude organization system. <laughs> yeah. So you guys aren't gonna know what the fuck video four means, but, um, but yeah, yeah. We reposted it on TikTok, and then we saw we finally for the first time ever reposted the- with ad spend. By the way, yes, yes, reposted with ad spend for the first time in three years or two years. Three years? No, I don't, I don't first remember. time in like eight months. Yeah, first yeah. time in like a long time. <laughs> we were actually getting paid to work because paid the last time paid work, in my opinion, was. January, like, sorry, July of like 2020. 
Like we, we that, yeah, we that's made, when like, we thought million. it worked, but yeah, it did. It did. <laughs> that's when we thought it was working, but yes, yes, yeah. that's so, true. So now everything's working, like pay's yeah. working, organic's well, working, like it's coming. Now we learned. That's now we learned. <laughs> now we learned that it's a content game, and um, now we're we're spending all of our time creating content, testing content, and um, it's really thanks to TikTok as well. Like TikTok content burns out in seven days, so we were kind of forced to do that, and then. Once we stopped doing TikTok, we took that same mentality of like, hey, content's going to burn out. We need to keep hustling. Yeah. We took that mentality over to Facebook and it just absolutely killed Definitely. us. And, and to give some context, like if, if we can ask how big, how, around how big is a brand, if we can ask. So like last year, years, obviously. Yeah. So last year we did about 1.4 million in revenue. Nice. 1.5 million. I read the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Me, you got to be analytical. Yeah, yeah. So we did, uh, yeah, about 1.5 million last year. Um, this year, we're trying to at least double that. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think we're we're on a solid um, trajectory for that. It's um, good. And though. we're excited. We know all the problems. Like that's, mm. it's the first time we can ever say that, hey, we have paid down. Our problems right now, um, like I was telling you guys earlier, is some of the units, right? The ink filling isn't as clear. And we, a lot of customers are complaining about that. And we, we know it. So we worked out a new solution with uh, a new set of manufacturers that literally solves that problem. Uh, and I'm so excited to be launching this in March. You know, we haven't really posted much about Stay it. Stay tuned. You won't, you won't know. Stay tuned. <laughs> yeah. But it, it is a night and day difference. Like quality control to the max. Because for us, right? Like first acquisition for customer isn't normal. Like for most brands, right? First acquisition isn't as profitable as it can be. You're making maybe like mm-hmm. five bucks profit, sometimes less than that. Sometimes you're breaking even, right? But what really is important is the lifetime value of customers. Like you can churn AOV all you want, but the real important thing is getting customers so back. You guys in the actually door. have like returning customers. We yeah. do have well, returning customers. Believe it or not. Yeah, believe it or not. How, how's that possible? Like, like how, how in the world is that? Who buys twice? So, <laughs> so here's really how we structure that. Um, a lot of people will gift this product, okay. so they'll buy it for themselves, and then their you know grandmother, mom got a new poodle, right? Yeah. And she's obsessed with her poodle, right? <laughs> so uh, they get a, they get a ring for for the, mm. their their significant other or their you know their mom or their you know whatever. And then um, building on that, go I, ahead, yeah, build you. on that, bro. Um, one of the things we did was we did new product <laughs> launches. Um, and no, it was, it was a big thing because we only ever had like the the two or three SKUs, which was like a paw print necklace, and then um, what was it? The cat ring, which we sold out and never restocked on. By the way, we're relaunching that soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, we started adding new SKUs. Like we added a pet face necklace, and that absolutely killed it. Mm-hmm. Then we added a pet face keychain, where it's like your, your entire pet's body. Like it's a very lifelike keychain. Mm-hmm. Your pet's like a silhouette of him is engraved on a keychain. And you can carry them around with you. Mm-hmm. And like it, it, just these new products brought a lot of these customers on our email list. Because we had, we had a pretty big email list. We brought them back in. And now we're doing a new launch every month. We are doing smart. a new yep. Have you done pet pillows? We have not done pet pillows. Literally, who's planning this? Um, <laughs> but it. we're looking We're looking at some, some pet socks, pet pillows, pet, pet like everything. This. Do it. Um, <laughs> you talk about LTV, that's going to triple it. So we actually do have um, an exclusive valentine's day product mm. that is going to be coming out um and we haven't really announced it yet but i think we can announce it because by the time it. this by you the know, time it, we'll yeah yeah, it yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're going to be uh releasing um pet treats so dog Ooh. treats 
See, that's um, smart. Why is that smart? It's consumable. It's so consumable. Subscription. Oh, yeah, the whole nine. We can yeah. talk, you know, for <laughs> about that. Days on that one. Yeah. But um, that's that's what we have kind of in in Yo, in the fun, scopes. Funny enough, honestly, if you guys look into this, I know a brand that sells like uh like gummies for pets. Mm. And like it's a whole nother like supplements for pets. Yep. Like it's a whole market that you can CBD just build. Drops CBD drops in their water. Yep. Huh. Yeah, literally. So yeah. like there's a, if you, if you go that direction, you, that's a good one direction. Yep. You know, no yeah, pun intended yeah, to the, yeah. the band. Or and I thought pet jewelry was <laughs> as niche as we could get. Yeah, the pet yeah. niche yeah. is wild because like people care more about the pets than their kids. People yeah. care more about the pets than themselves. Yeah. Yep. So it's like, you go watch some of those funny, funny uh, TikTok things. Exactly. The comments. <laughs> yeah, it proves that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's one specific comment that just comes back to my head. I think it's too inappropriate to say it. Yeah, just say it. Just everything's say it. up for grabs here. All right. <laughs> the Cochran one. Oh, you tell that story. Yeah, okay, so somebody somebody put a pup ring on their pet's dick. Oh, is that where they thought it went, or that's where they thought it went? That was the problem. Like sexual toys for pets. That's what they probably <laughs> thought it was. Did you make a TikTok on that? Yes. Yes. There was and it went viral. Yeah. Sure did. Now, what was your conversion? Well, no, no. Do you know what the message was though? <laughs> the message was, it was hi, I need some help. My dog's wiener turned blue. No, no way. That's you, you could, you could go to so the TikTok. I, I, I reply to this thing, or you didn't reply. You can watch the video. You I replied. Watch the video I was like, take him to the emergency. Take like, what else do you say? And that's why we had a customer support manager for social media. Yeah, and like also go to a mental institution <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, right. Nice. Like. It's, we literally had to hire Lizzie because of that. Those, those shenanigans, yeah. we literally had to hire a dedicated manager, like a dedicated CS rep just for social media because of some of the weird things that was happening. Now you got to put like a warning in the in the box. Do not Man. use a dog cock. She thought, she thought, so she thought that, again, and this is, this is something where whenever I'm like, we sell jewelry for pet owners, I think it goes on the pet. So right. I guess she thought that it goes on the pet and she like, couldn't figure go? out where Ooh. else it goes. You have to be so slow to do that. That's crazy. Dog, That's I was, I just, I just, I couldn't. We should have an instruction manual of like where not to put the ring. <laughs> you, have like, you have like a liability disclaimer. That's a serious question. We don't have you a really liability. Should. We, should. we really, we really like, need That's to. an easy one. Because you, right? like, you could talk to an attorney and because I had to do this for one of my brands. I'm trying to think of why. Um, I think... I think we had a product. I saw I had a product that like mounted to a wall or something, and like if it fell, uh, or like electricity, right, plugged yeah. into a wall, mm -hmm. and someone talked about how they put it into an outlet and how like it like electrocuted them or something, right? Yeah. And so I spoke to an attorney. They were like, "Oh yeah, just put this disclaimer in one of your policies or in your footer. That's like it's like a four or five uh, sentence disclaimer that protects you from all liability. Like I would consider adding something like but that. What do you do? Do not put this on your dogs. Like no, no. You just have to say like we're not, <laughs> liable. Say, we're not liable <laughs> okay, for yeah, your yeah. mishandling or misuse of the product. Because yeah. it sounds we like there's been a lot that. of ways they've been mishandled. Yeah. yeah, we need to do that. That's actually nuts. So like a yeah. dog or pet or jewelry is used in that. I'm that just way. very happy they didn't send like a picture. <laughs> And I again, there's well, there's no the picture there's no way there's no way for them to like I don't I don't know if it was somebody trolling I don't know that they have no idea and they, I didn't see I, it, I, I really I really hope it was <laughs> but that, it made good content though that's crazy. it made fantastic content and it generates some sales so so like at the level you're at with the amount of years you've been on this like you probably have thought about exiting the brand at a point have you yeah 
Why haven't you we sold it? it. Uh, to be honest, I just think there's too much to do. Like, I think personally, and I, again, maybe I'm far-fetched, maybe I'm just a dreamer or whatever, but mm-hmm. I personally think that there's so much more stuff we can do with Pop Run. Like, I showed you guys the samples earlier. Yeah. Like, even that much of a difference, I know when the customers see it, everyone's going to want to recommend to their friends. Like, the, yeah. the quality difference is massive. And then... That's those two units. I didn't. I don't even think I showed you guys the necklaces, did I? No, no, no. Just okay, yeah. So then there's also necklaces which were revamping, and that's another thing. Like I was looking at the in-depth. Long story short, we were looking at the in-depth like processes that the other uh, manufacturers slash factory that were using. They were doing uh, like these very small like dot engravings, and mm-hmm. it wasn't. It was fading. It was oxidizing. It was just a mess in general. The new one we have like. A dedicated sealant for the units. It's a really deep engraving. I'll show it to you guys after. Actually, it's, another question I want to ask: People can learn from this. How did you find a better manufacturer? Did you go to China? Uh, I don't think you did. So, I'm trying to keep that a secret. No, share. I'll, I'll no, give no, it publicity. I'm trying to keep it a secret. That's uh, fine. That's no. Like, was it through like, like for example, when but I? But you want all the express and just find another manufacturer. So I went to so backtracking a little bit. Colin, like we mentioned earlier, he got me free tickets to this event in Geek Out. And in Geek Out, oh, Geek Out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out so, Geek Out, yeah, yeah. yeah fucking, I love you, Nick. Yeah. Nick, you're awesome. Yeah, he probably isn't watching this, but <laughs> <laughs> no, he will eventually. He'll watch it. No, he has like this thing every Monday. It's like this therapy call where everyone talks about like you know what they're great. Parson needs shit. therapy. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> we all do yeah. Oh man. But keep keep going. Yeah. 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 Long story short, I love Nick. Um. But anyways, no, I went to Geek Out and I was just talking to random people and I met these guys, Ben. And Mark from like this uh, from Litton Group, they're based out of Philly. And so what they do is Ben, he specializes in like working with suppliers. He has his own, he has a bunch of degrees and um, I believe it was mechanical engineering. Forgive me, Ben, if I got that wrong. But he essentially was the connect. Like if you're doing numbers and you need a better manufacturer, I'd highly recommend looking at the Litton Group. Like, and let me, I don't want to promote them too much, but I also want to tell them like, I want to show why they're good. Right, most companies they're like they offer um, like X amount of sales or X amount of revenue. What they did was they were like, okay, we're gonna we guarantee we'll get cheaper pricing. And their their plan was, okay, well we know we're gonna get cheaper pricing, so here's what we'll do: we'll take your current price, and then we'll take the new price. So let's just say we're currently paying four dollars per ring, right? Just hypothetical numbers, right? They get us a deal for three dollars a ring. They now take forty percent of the difference. So now we're paying three forty. We're saving sixty cents. Oh, interesting. And they're making the forty cents, but that's way better, right? And I mean, I don't know. You guys, you guys can tell me. Rings, exactly. yeah, yeah, you can tell me if it if it works. Like. And that's that's really the difference between when you're getting, you know, a four thousand dollar engraver versus a forty thousand dollar engraver. Yeah, that's the other thing. They have enough. Like we're capped in manpower. I think during Black Friday, we pushed so hard, we backlogged our engravers so hard that we poor dude. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Poor dude also made like 40k. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is not Parth in his basement, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. 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 I think that's so, it's kind of funny though, because like I started the same way. So like my first company I owned, actually, my first time I was 16, I started a coding school. So we'd like mm. taught like 5,000 little kids how to code pretty much. Mm. Wow. I was like in high school and we taught them how to like build literally websites like HTML, CSS, JavaScript. Mm-hmm. That was that started in a garage. Like very similar to, to your story, mm-hmm. and then when I started uh, Newman, which is like a men's grooming brand, mm-hmm. I also started in the same garage, and we were like filling up bottles of shampoo ourselves. Yeah. So like, I can definitely see. Uh, yeah, like it's actually good that you do stuff like that because like you actually feel it, right? Like you definitely oh, feel it's it. So and, satisfying. 
Yeah, that's what we... So the first time we went viral, we were like, holy shit, how do we fulfill these orders? Because mm-hmm. Gordo couldn't do them all. Yeah, right? shit to help. Exactly. So yeah. both of us flew down. And we were we were down there for five days straight. I remember it. We didn't even sleep for two Monday days. Monday to Friday, dude. We were engraving rings. No, exactly. Yeah, and yeah. That's we what were we like, did. This is the momentum that's going to kick us off. We can't screw this up. So yeah. we we were like, all right, we have to five day time to fulfill. Let's get all these orders out in five days. And exactly. Kind of what we have to do. No, no, you, and you have to do that. And like, I think by doing that, you learn the whole process, right? Like, yep. mm-hmm. you see all the problems. You see, like, the stones are coming out, the engraving is coming, do, becoming like crap. Like, the blacks aren't going in right. You see all these things. Yep. Yeah. So that three years later, when like you really see, like, okay, you want to get to like three, four, five million dollars a year, you can go to this new supplier and be like, hey, these are all the problems. Yep. If you fix yeah. them, I'm going to start buying hundreds of thousands of these mm-hmm. a year from you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is like, I feel like a lot of people skip that step where it's mm-hmm. like, hey, go straight to a 3PO. Obviously, I, I own a 3PO, so like, I'd love if you came. <laughs> You're to like, a 3PO. hey, I'm not complaining yeah, I'm if not you compl- guys come over to I'm me. I'm not complaining, but also, actually, a lot of the brands in my 3PO would benefit if they fulfilled themselves first and then came to me mm-hmm. because stuff that like they don't, they shouldn't be upset about, they're upset about, right? Like, there's yeah. simple stuff where it's like, hey, if you sent out a thousand orders, most likely all thousand won't get there. Yeah, like the 995 is, will get there. Something that's underrated is like, and we we still haven't done this to be honest. So we, we can't say that too much. But asking your customers their exact thoughts, like I don't think many brands do this. It's so simple. Sending an email, just asking, mm-hmm. "Hey, you know, we're planning on doing this launch. You know, what are your thoughts?" Or, "Hey, you got this unit. What are your thoughts?" I feel like not many people do that, but it's so I'll, so important. I'll, I'll give some crazy sauce in there. One of the mm-hmm. best email campaigns I've ever sent before. It's text based. Larry saying, "Hey, this is John, the founder of Newman." Mm. thank you so much for your purchase give me one line of feedback and i'll give you like 20 percent off and here's a link mm. like all in text like no like pictures no nothing the I'm whole email that is, email huh? <laughs> i'm copying that email <laughs> you should, like literally one line yeah and like signature just pull like founder or whatever boom mm-hmm. like this thing can bring in like thousands and thousands of dollars because they're like oh are you real like this is real like yeah. this is a real company it's not just like a drop shipping from china type of thing mm-hmm. and then you literally reply yeah i'm real like Mm-hmm. Like you can talk to me. Like you can email me. This. Here's me packing the orders. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll give you some more sauce. There's another good sauce thing too. So in the comments, right on like Facebook and TikTok and all these stuff, all people are like, oh, like, uh, like where's my order? Like why is this taking so long? Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff we would do, I would literally take their order, take a picture of it mm-hmm. with me holding it, and be like, here's your order. It's right here. Your label's mm-hmm. right here. It's going out right now. Mm-hmm. Or even a video and just yeah. commenting under their comment. Like that's a game changer because then yeah. you do stuff like mm-hmm. that. Your customers start seeing that, like comments on ads are like a big hack. Like if mm-hmm. you have good comments and your people read through those comments and your faces are on there, and it's like, hey, look, my dog's right here, your ring's right here, mm-hmm. it's coming tomorrow. Here's your label. I actually first one day expedited it for you too. Next thing you know, like mm-hmm. you know, low key too, if you're drop shipping, do a drop shipping. You too. can you can just order a couple of samples off and, of Amazon. Off of Amazon, you can order literally samples. just order sample. Well, have like some sense of packaging to make it like your brand and I, and it's not hard to get your manufacturer even if they're overseas to to get custom packaging at very little cost mm-hmm. but just order a few samples if a customer has a complaint like that you could take a selfie you could get a piece of paper write their name on it be like this is your order i'm mm-hmm. packaging it right now ethicality wise listen if you're drop shipping your ethic your ethics are already a little borderline <laughs> yeah <laughs> but very true but, uh, you know if that if 
there's a good to that because if it eases the customer's concerns, they get the product, it's good, and they're happy, then you did a little bit more good than harm. But like, like literally, you can mass, like you're on Clavio, obviously, right? Yeah. yeah. Clavio, if you have like 100,000 emails, you click one button and boom, everyone met the founders today. Congratulations. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Another mm-hmm. thing I used to do too, on our About Us page, I used to write like a whole little book thing. Some guy actually taught me this in the Bay Area. He had a company called... Uh, I forgot the name of it. Uh, True Maker or something like that. I don't know. It sold to Bonobos for like $40 million. Mm-hmm. And he used to say that like whenever you're selling online, if you like pretty much create a story where like the person buying knows who the hell they're buying from and why they're buying that and why you're selling it to them, they'll mm-hmm. buy it so much more. So I used to mm-hmm. write like paragraphs, like say I have like the dog ring. Mm-hmm. Same story. Oh, my dog passed away. Mm-hmm. And like, I didn't know like how to like remember him. I was like depressed for like six months. So like this was like I thought of this idea. I thought of like the pup ring. Mm-hmm. Whether that's true or not, yeah. doesn't matter, right? I have I have some sauce to add up. Go, go, please. Um, so one thing we actually did is one of the first organic pieces of content was a story um, about a girl who's buying a ring for her best friend um, because her best friend lost her dog, right? That video did did great, right? And um, last year we were like, okay, let's 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 we started playing around with hooks and um, I actually started taking old videos and adding hooks on top of them. And um, what happened is when I took a hook of a girl saying, I ordered a pup ring and I put it on top of that video, me talking about a order that I'm making for a girl, her best friend got the ring and the girl lost her dog. That video Went crazy. crazy. Mm-hmm. And I finally, like, when I started analyzing, I'm like, oh, I understand why. When people are viewing the video, the girl at the beginning is associated with the girl in the story. I'm not telling them that it's associated, but people make that association, which creates such social proof that immediately is making people like, wow, you know, this is a, you know, great company, Definitely. you know, et cetera, et cetera. And they go and buy. So it's, it's, it's not even that you have to directly do things, but if you can find an angle to where you can create a lot more trust and, um, yeah, just social proof, Definitely. um, you can get ridiculous results. Like you guys are in a good place right now. Cause like my, my brain's spinning right now. Yeah. Like, like, like you guys are at the point where it's like, you've done it for three years. So you've, you've kind of passed all the, uh, like, BS stuff like the Facebook bands, the processors, all this stuff. Oh, yeah. I will drop some sauce if you guys want yeah, no, for, go, for go, Facebook go. And, yeah, yeah. and shit like that. So what I've learned from our Facebook rep, the reason why 99% of you motherfuckers out there <laughs> get your accounts banned is because you steal content. Simple as that. If you steal content and whoever owns that content sees that you stole their content, they're going to report that ad. As, as, as copyright, as, as stolen content. After you have three strikes, your account gets disabled. Your Facebook account or your, your business Facebook, manager? Your Facebook, oh, sorry, um, the business manager you're running that on. I don't know if, if that, how it connects with the personal yeah, profile. Yeah. yeah, but I know for a fact that if you are stealing content out there, that is the one of the easiest way that you can actually get um, flagged um, by Facebook. Um. That's something that when we learned, we're like, well, yeah, we're we when we stopped because you were stealing content. Well, we we at the very beginning, everyone does. Yeah, yeah at yeah. the very beginning, yeah, we did. And then as soon as we stopped, the bans went away. 
Another thing that that greatly helped all of like we have not had a PayPal issue in years. We have not had a Facebook issue in years, not and that not, is because, yeah, 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 dude, yeah, yeah. let me actually, yeah, we need to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, PayPal literally, especially. literally, what I've noticed is if you can show these companies that you are a legit brand that is going to deliver product that is doing good business, good ethic, ethical, ethical business. (laughs) Thank you. Mm -hmm. They will not give you any problems. I, I, when we first had some, some, uh, PayPal issues, I got on a call with PayPal and I've, I've heard horror stories about this. And I've also heard success stories about this. And all that I personally did was, Hey, we're having some issues. Um, where our account looks like it's 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 temporarily locked. We need to pay our supplier through our account. We have uh, like a bunch of our funds that are in the PayPal account. Um, how can we make? The, how can we do this? And she was like, "Okay, can you can you send me? Can you send us some of this proof? Can you send us yeah. this proof? Um, can you send us your business? You know, information, LLC, business address, phone number, whatever. You send them the information. You show them that you are legit. They are going to treat you like a legit business." Yeah. What I've noticed is Facebook and PayPal and t- TikTok, Google, they have like think about how many people drop scam. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. how many people run ads and 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 run away with the money. There's a large amount of people that do that and they have to protect themselves as a company their reputation as a company. So they have to have certain rules and certain regulations to protect that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as long as you're in line with those We've yeah. noticed that we don't have like it's it's smooth flowing for us that yeah. way. Um, and to yeah. build on that real quick, it's like there's ethical ways to quote unquote steal content. What I mean by that is do exactly what Alex said, right? If you have the water, right, and you did the exact same. I'm using your example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good one. That was a good one. So if you, if you do that, right, what you can do is go to sites like Influi or some other content creation site. But oh, wow. Influi, dude, it's. 30 bucks for a video and there's no minimums, right? You can get five videos. If you're a broke ass motherfucker, you just pay <laughs> like a hundred bucks. You get three videos, right? Yeah. You 30 seconds each. You, you're very detailed in the briefs. You can go back and forth with the creators, but then you can turn those three videos into 30 ads. Yeah. Yep. I promise you. There's no excuse to not have original content in my opinion. Yeah. If you have absolutely no, if you're, if you're on a very, very, very low budget, Buy the product yourself. Do what I did. Record content yourself. There's, in my opinion, no excuse to have original content. And that's going to get you, in my opinion, also the furthest with your brand, e-commerce brand, whatever it may be. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish it, content's king in this thing. Right? Content's king. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you got? Kyle wants to spit some. Uh, his I, I see I it. I see it, bro. He's ready. I'm thinking. I had something cooking. Um, I guess one of the questions I want to ask you guys: is If you weren't doing pup rings, what would you be doing? I know for Alex, the answer for him is OnlyFans. Would he be on OnlyFans? Is like an OnlyFans pimp? Like, what are we talking about? OnlYfans management? Man, no, he'd, oh, sorry, be, he'd management. be the pimp that eventually go up to the management level. <laughs> No, I don't yeah, think what, so. What would you guys be doing? What, what would you do? Let's hear it. Also, you guys like dropped out of school and everything too. Yeah, you guys are like animals. Yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, yeah. We did. I have this stupid Degenerous. analogy. Like, basically, life is you walk in a treadmill, right? And a college degree for me was like a sofa. So if you ever fall off the treadmill, you land on the sofa. 
but I like to surround myself with spikes. It's so stupid. I, I acknowledge the stupidity of this <laughs> argument, but I like to surround myself with spikes because then I have no incentive to run and get no off the treadmill. Net. Yeah, I yeah, have no yeah. safety net. I have to keep. I have to keep staying on the treadmill. Yeah. And for me, like I can't imagine another future where I wasn't doing puppering because it's literally all that I think about. Yeah, I have no life. I'll be honest. I think about puppering. <laughs> yeah. I do play video games and have fun with friends, yeah. but like when I'm not doing that, it's like I'm thinking about puppering. Like it's it's all I do because yeah. it's it's like a little kid, right? You've raised it from the ground up. It's the only thing you've ever done with your time, and it's yeah, really the only thing that matters to me right now. Like, so like. So you love puppering, right? So why not create an extension of that? It's a different company that also sells pet products. But like you got your main product, your main, you know, flagship products, your focus. Like, would you ever consider creating an extension of that company that's like separate? Like pup pillow. That's like exitable. It's like, kind of, like, that's kind of the direction, guys. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know? But at the same yeah. time, we barely scratch the surface of jewelry. Like we haven't had any yeah. bracelet products. We, um, we're revamping some of our existing you can do jewelry. earrings too. Earrings. Yeah, yeah, earrings. Like, piercings. I think we haven't even scratched the surface. Like we've done however much revenue we've done with only, I'd say, one main product. And I, I think that's the thing. Like, in this day and age, and I'm a firm believer of this, you only need one product to change your life. If you just hyper-focus on that one product, you can kill it, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's incentives to adding more products. I think to get more revenue back in your site, obviously launching a new product every month as like a, a filler is great. But I really think focusing on one or two products is kind of just the only thing you ever need. Uh, I, I, I want to second you on that because like, if you look at the really big brands of the world right now, like Athletic Greens, for example, mm-hmm. one product. Mm-hmm. It's like one bag of green mm-hmm. shit, whatever the hell they sell. Yeah. Like another one like Javi Coffee, like we we're talking about before, one product. It's literally just yep. micro space goods. Space goes another mm-hmm. one. Yeah, and you'll product. figure out what's yeah. wrong with the products. Like for us, the ink fill, the diamonds, it's all that stuff. We hammer out those issues one by one. We create the perfect product. Now, if someone wants to come into the space, they see an AliExpress supplier, their bone measurements will be off. Their engravings will be small. Their wow. size, yeah. So they don't. They won't even be able to compete. Like it won't even be a challenge. Then we can price two or three X, and there's no competition because we're Literally. the only people that know to do it. Yeah, and and yeah. also you have to make sure one product in a big market, which like you guys have a big market. Yeah. Like, yeah, like I said. People care more about dogs than themselves. So, like, yep. yeah, yeah, I don't even yeah. think we've scratched the surface. No, no, market. literally, you have. Yeah. You probably haven't at all. So, it's like those audiences on Facebook and TikTok are. So, yeah, I mean, I think of millions of people. I don't know if this is on camera, but you guys asked us what would be the threshold for us to exit. I personally think we can get puppering to like, uh, uh, like I wouldn't say household name, but I'd say like a like at least ten million dollars, like a year. Yeah, definitely, right? definitely. Yeah, I think that's very. I think it's realistic. And if you if you take a look at what we've done with one product now apply that to let's just say the necklace because the necklace we launched a couple months ago yeah it's it's a brand new product and it's doing fantastic so taking the necklace to the level of the ring and doing that now multiple more times with multiple different products multiplies essentially that revenue um yeah but even if we did three i'll be honest like even if we had three hyper focused products we'd we'd even still be way better off because yeah. the necklace now, we're going through the same things as the dog bone ring, where we're now learning from the ground up. Like, all right, we're like, okay, well, this engraving method's good, but do we want to keep it this shiny, or do we want to put a full pet's face in the front of the engraving at the back, or do we want to put the engraving on the front and the name on the front? So it's like there's all these micro tests that you can do. It's like a, it's like a landing page, right? Yeah. yeah. You guys micro test your, you guys use uh, Google Optimize to A/B test all of your sites, right? It's the same thing you should do with products. Yep. So you just hyper focus and get what what the perfect product is. And I, I always think it's kind of interesting when like you like figure out a goal because I do this in my business. Too, you're like, hey, I want to get to ten million in like revenue, right? Mm-hmm. So how do you break that down like daily? It's probably like four hundred hours a day, five hundred hours a day. 
probably not that much, right? Like, do the math. It's also pretty seasonal. So it's like, it's also very weird for us because you'll see Valentine's Day for us, we will probably push up ads to like maybe like $40,000 in a day type stuff. Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully it's coming up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But then you'll see us like when it's not a holiday season, maybe in like July, right? It's not going to be as crazy for us. Um, I think it's like the most like in-depth e-commerce one we've talked about. Like usually it's just like high level, like, all right, tell me about yourself. Like what the hell do you do? But you guys are actually going to like e-commerce, which is cool because like a lot of guys... Like, all right, how the hell did you guys get to like yeah. two million rep? Yeah, yeah. Um, like you're, you're talking about, it's like, yo, content, content, and content. I'll add some. <laughs> I'll add some more like value on like how did we go from doing you know eight hundred thousand in la- like two years ago to like one point five million last year. I think a big, big part of that was creating an omni-channel approach. Um. And this is something I talk a little bit about uh, the channel I'm posting stuff on. Um, yeah, it's just my personal channel. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, you have a YouTube too. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't do but anything. All like, that I do on that channel is just very direct. Um, it's extremely high level. Like it's high I, level, so it's like I'm, I'm talking like in the ad account type stuff. Oh, okay. So it's like just very focused on the. But specifics. it's not really beginner friendly though. It's not beginner friendly. It, it's but, like. High, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk. I'm gonna boost up your ego a little yeah, bit. So. You're, I watch all of his videos. I'm his yeah, biggest yeah, fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. it's it's like a it's like a gateway, like a window into the lives of what we're doing in Puppet. Like he literally gives like extreme detail on what ads are going in, what ads aren't. But like we're not trying to hide anything. Like yeah. we're trying to run this business as ethically as possible. I think happy customers equals a very successful business. And so I I, I don't have any problem. I don't even think Alex is either. Of like sharing what kind of ads are running because at the end of the day, and I think that we wish we wish that somebody had that content we were starting. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, I kind of want to wrap back to what I was talking yeah. about so we don't get off focus. Um, I talk a lot about an omni-channel approach, um, and that's something that I believe was really, really a big key for us last year. Um, what I mean by omni-channel is not just Facebook ads, not just TikTok ads, not just Google ads, not just email and SMS, not just Pinterest, but everything combined together in an ecosystem that now functions together. Because if you only are marketing on one channel, if you're only marketing on Facebook, you're going to be getting, let's just say, at the top of the funnel, let's just say $30 cost per acquisition. Yeah, just on Facebook. In, mm-hmm. in theory, if we do the numbers, a $30 cost per, uh, cost per acquisition is not profitable for us. But guess what? In December, our average cost per acquisition on Facebook, which we scaled up really, really heavily, was $34. How the fuck are we profitable? Because when people are viewing the product on Facebook, they go later and are scrolling through Pinterest and are retargeting with the ad and they remember it. And now Pinterest has a $2 cost per acquisition. And now because of that acquisition, now that person gets the pup ring and they, they scan We have on the back of the, the card, we have a little thing that says, because you're so awesome, here's 15% off to gift to a friend. So now they gift it to a friend. Now that acquisition's free. So be, by creating a whole entire ecosystem your blended cat is a lot lower. And that is what 
a lot of people, especially people that are starting, that are just trying to run TikTok ads, just trying to run Facebook ads, are missing out. They do not look at the big picture. They, Especially when you're starting off, yes, you're going to mainly be getting top of funnel acquisition. But that's why it's extremely important to get as soon as possible your email and SMS going. And it's extremely important to then start circulating that ecosystem together. You have to have email and SMS set up at the beginning so that the first ads you're running are getting the emails collected. So then you can add those emails to different flows, right? Have flows, this guy is the master at that, have flows circulating to have people converting, upselling, right? Upsell a warranty, upsell different products. You have to create an ecosystem that's going to get people in it, keep people in it, and have your cost per acquisition as low as possible. Like blended CAC, you guys are talking about, goes lower as you do multiple channels. But the other thing to mention is also CAC to lifetime value, right? Like that's something that's so overlooked because your first acquisition, I was talking, I don't know if this is on camera again, we've been talking for so long. (laughs) But um I was telling you guys that like, hey, we don't make too much profit on the first customer. It's always a second acquisition. And that's why it's so important for us for people to come back through the door. Email does that for us. SMS does that for us. LTV to CAC ratio after 90 days life cycle, that's the most important number you can ever get. Is like, how much is your customer worth? Not on the day they purchase, but on the 90 days from the day they purchase. Yep, exactly. And then you blend that all with your marketing efficiency ratio. And then you essentially are like, okay, are we actually profitable? And can we scale this? And then you just look at your blended numbers. You don't, I don't look at how much, what's our, what's our cost per acquisition on Facebook. I don't even look at really our CPMs on Facebook, to be honest with you. It doesn't matter. I do, yeah. Not to me. To me, what matters is how many creatives can I get tested? How much ad spend can I put behind these creatives? And how much, how is this affecting our overall ecosystem? Is it negatively impacting it or is it positively impacting it? If it's positively impacting it, we scale it up. If it's negatively impacting it, let's identify where it's negatively negatively being impacted and fix it. And a lot of this stuff, it sounds complicated, like, but it really isn't. At the end of the day, you're really just focusing on the fundamentals of what the business is. It's like, hey, you send emails to get more customers in. Cool. You send SMS to get more customers in. Awesome. You put more. You put yourself out there more so you can get more customers. It's not like we're doing anything that's rocket science. We're just doing basic stuff, but we're combining it together. And that's where these complicated formulas on stuff comes in. But that's the most important way to do e-com now. Exactly. Yeah, because like back in the day, you get like a two dollars CPA. Like in 2016, yep. 2017, you get two dollars CPA on a forty dollars product. You just made like twenty bucks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now it's like, well, I acquired you and. January and by March you're profitable. Yep. You have to have that equation. You have to have like a cash conversion cycle in the right place and everything too, so that you mm-hmm. know I have enough cash to buy inventory and the whole nine. Like the whole cycle. You have to look at the big picture. Exactly. You cannot. You cannot focus on the small picture, and that's that's what when people are looking at e-commerce. That's why I hate when people are like looking at just top like top line numbers like revenue and stuff like that because you. Really doesn't matter. Yeah, it makes people think that, oh, well, I can just start a store and, and, you know, I had somebody ask me, like, can you help me get to like 10K days in like a week? By, oh, sure. by oh, stealing in the group chat, yeah. yeah. Oh my sure. god! <laughs> yeah, but it's like you have to. You you're not going. I don't think any business is immediately profitable, nor should it be. No, it's a U curve. You go down unprofitable, and then slowly you get back into the profit. Yeah, and that's just the, that's realistic Sorry, side J-curve. of it. Curve. My apologies. Yeah, <laughs> that's just the realistic side of it that hardly a lot of people talk about, but it's the truth. You know. For sure. Yeah, because yeah. everyone who's wanting to sell you something out there is going to be like, oh, it's easy. It's so easy. Buy my $1,000 course. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, fuck the courses, dude. <laughs> no, okay. Guys, on this topic, though, I think this is important we talk about this. The most important investment that we could have ever made in this business was getting a mentor who knew more than us. For us, it was that Colin. That's true. Like, if it wasn't for Colin, we would still be fucking holding our dicks, not knowing where to go. Yeah. We, <laughs> yeah. We'd be so lost right now. That That's the most important thing. Having someone doesn't have to be like, you know, for Colin, he's he owns 25 businesses. He does like $100 million a year. He's a crazy motherfucker. He does everything. All right. It doesn't need to be someone that crazy. It just needs to be someone who knows more than you, right? And just get that person to sit down and explain to you what the fuck you're doing. Because oftentimes, you don't know your tits from your ass until someone tells you. Yeah. yeah. I feel like this is going to be bleeped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, I'm watching you just like, man, there's these motherfuckers. <laughs> I love it's like, oh, no, no, it's, it's funny though, because a lot of people, I think everyone nowadays, you've heard the, you've heard the story, or I guess you've heard the line where it's like, the number one investment is to invest in yourself. Yes. And I think that's very important. But I also, I think that you're investing in, you're, you're investing in yourself, sure, through the investment in other people, but you're also investing in other people in their experiences, right? So when people say like, oh, I'm investing myself, or when someone says, hey, invest in yourself, they're really saying, no, invest in me and invest in my knowledge through my coaching, through my course, whatever. Like, and that's okay because yeah. you're like, yeah, you, you can invest in yourself, but it's like, you're not paying yourself based off of your experiences because you don't have any yet. You're yeah. paying someone else for their experiences, what they've learned, and ultimately what they've probably lost hundreds of thousands of dollars or missed out on millions of dollars, whatever it might be. So uh, going off of that, I have a question. Do you think that a course is more valuable for someone who doesn't have a lot of money and who wants to just get like a cookie cutter pathway into a business model? Or do you think that the coaching and the personalization is very important? I am extremely anti-course. Like I am as, okay, don't be wrong. There's good courses out there. There's definitely people out there like um, who give you the information you need. But here's the thing. The courses don't go in depth on specific issues you have. Like, for example, mm-hmm. we were organic, we were an organic brand. Tell me a course out there that does organic. I mean, back then, yeah, obviously now there's like yeah, there's a there's a million. But like, what course is gonna be like, hey, this and this on your landing page is actually decreasing? Yeah, what course rate? is gonna walk through your landing page with you and then give you the information you need? Like Colin, he literally sat us down. He showed us one of his brands that has a 12, and I, I'm not I'm not capping. We saw the numbers. Alex and I were both there. 12% conversion rate. And he walked us through the landing page, explained every little nook and cranny of what decision was made and why it was made. And we apply that to our page. We bumped our conversion rate from two to four. Yeah. Like that's shit. Like just the two to four percent increase, it, regardless of if you're spending a thousand dollars or ten thousand dollars, that's double your sales, dude. That itself is worth anything. Like if you're paying two thousand a month and the right a month for the mentor, right? Yep. And you're doing like let's just say thirty thousand ad spend, you now turn that two MER, which is like thirty to sixty, you turn it from thirty to one twenty. That's easily worth like two years worth of paying that guy. Oop. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the ROI is always like proportional to where your business is at. Right. So people who are brand new getting into dropshipping, they're like, oh, I, well, I want to I want to buy the two hundred dollar course because I have no money and I want the lowest barrier of entry, the lowest path into it. Like I bought a, I have I bought an a, ad. Let me say something yeah, for this. Ninety nine percent of the stuff that you can find in most courses can be found for free. YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube. Yeah, yeah YouTube. And even then, I bought deep. I'm sorry. Can I interrupt you? <laughs> you can see. You can. You can. Do you see how our relationship is? You see how like. Yeah. 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 Yes. 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 Go ahead. 
No, but I, I bought Deepish Mandela's course. It's like two thousand five hundred dollars. I'm pretty sure oh, he you must guys, love you that guy. Yeah, you know. <laughs> three grand for nothing. No, did, you even, did you even go over it? He's got the fat framework. <laughs> yeah, the fat framework. That's yeah. his new one. I bought the um the one he had in the 2020. Skinny framework. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that course yeah. didn't teach me shit. I'm still a trash media buyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I, I think, I think um, bef- the mentor is important. But I, I also think you can't just have a mentor without having something. Yeah. And like, you also have to vet the mentor. Huh? Vetting is important as well. No, vetting, of course. But like also, you yeah. guys like, had something. a business for two years, you a year. Trial oh, easily. The yeah. biggest thing that's going to teach you is trial and error. Of you know, course, me- yeah, yeah. and 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 this is here's a perfect example. Colin was telling us for the last two years that content is key. And we didn't implement that until like, like we didn't start being serious, serious about it until X amount of months ago. So you have to be able to, as a person, execute on your own trial and error on your own, do your own due diligence, look, you know, research yourself. And then on top of that, having guidance from somebody who is in the shoes that you want to be in one day is is a very, in my opinion, and also Part's opinion, a very smart thing to no, do. No, most definitely, yeah. most definitely. But but also you gotta start. You, you can't you just like yeah. you can't be like, hey, mentor, uh, how do I work Shopify? And he'll be like, you're wasting my time. You know? yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Like you have yeah. to you have to get to a point where you're respecting their time and you actually have questions that they can answer. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, no, no. What, what were you say? Oh no, I was just gonna I was just gonna agree. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Park's no. a funny guy. I think, I, I think <laughs> Thank you, I tried. I, I think I've learned the most hundred percent from trial and error as opposed to courses, coaching, yeah. et cetera. But I think one thing that I would have invested in, I kind of invest in it through more so through like partnerships now than like a formal coach. Mm. But one thing I would have invested in is someone to hold me accountable to things, mm. like an accountability coach, because like you can pay someone from like the Philippines, you can pay them literally a hundred bucks a month to just be up your ass every day to make sure you're doing what it is you're telling yourself That's that you're really going to do. That's so oh, funny. Yeah. I just and, did that. Dude. And think about it. Think about it. Right. So, yeah, so let's say, get on that too. yo, let's say you have a, v, let's say you have yeah. a VA, right. And you, you have them on your payroll, whatever, like relatively cheap. And you say every day that I don't do these, you know, these three main things I need to do, I'm going to pay you $20. And, True. Or, and you, be rich. or you could say, I'm going to pay you $100. I'm gonna, this can be proportionate to your income, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Watch how quickly you Yo, do this, this shit. Is, this is a hack for my life. I have somebody. Dude, I got to do this. Job and I'm going to hire a VA to literally just. I need to get ass. on this. And, and watch, and watch how much this. you improve everything. Because the reason why you're not doing what it is that you want to do, even though you know the things that you need to do, is because you're not doing those things. It's not because of you know a lack of knowledge, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of people think, oh, it's a lack of knowledge. Let me go about by the course. No, it's a lack of just fucking doing yep. it and figuring it out and holding yourself accountable. So if if you have to pay someone to do that, do that because a lot of us can't hold ourselves accountable and just have something in our back pocket in our corner. That's why business partners are great because if you're not doing it, they're gonna give, give you a kick in the ass because yep. it's their money too. Yep. You know, that's fucking and brilliant. That's, that is the I think the biggest lesson we learned this year or this last year yeah, yeah. like this i think this is a perfect kind of summary i think for the entire the accountability is everything but um we as far as specifically content goes you know that's something that often only till recently we had to start understanding that it wasn't outside factors that were leading our business downhill it was internal factors and we had to take responsibility and understand that and get on his ass and he can get on my yeah, ass yeah. and 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 but that's what we learned. there's also a right way to do it you don't want to be your business partner's throats yeah like yeah <laughs> don't get me wrong we had our fair share of disputes but it kind of like we slowly settled into our roles like 
I was like, okay, you're way better at paid. I'm going to refer to you this. And he's like, okay, well, you're better at like handling suppliers and relationships and all that. So yeah. I handle that shit. So it's like, as we've worked together, like for three years now, like we started to understand like what our strengths and weaknesses are. And it's like, it's so funny. We're like polar opposites in terms yeah. of some things. Yeah. I wake up at seven. I work till five. He fucking starts his day <laughs> at one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Dude, but I work until like 3 a.m., yeah, yeah. 4 a.m. Yeah, it's like, the quality of the work. Hey, yeah. And I, I, I think this is this is something I learned in, in, in relationships in general. Mm-hmm. Um, communication is key. And um, I love you, buddy. Understanding, <laughs> understanding the other person's strengths and the mm-hmm. other person's weaknesses, yeah. and them understanding your strengths and weaknesses, and you guys utilizing your strengths together um, and helping each other with each other's weaknesses. Um, I think that's how to make any relationship successful: romantic, business partner, yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah, hundred percent. We have extremely blunt conversations. Like I physically tell them, "Hey, like I don't feel like contributing," or "Hey, you know." I genuinely think that this is the better direction. And it's not like we try to make the conversation because we both love the business, right? We both yeah, want to yeah. see it successful. So we try to make the conversation as uh, productive as possible instead of trying to be like, oh, well, I'm going to call you a name or bad word or something yeah. to like, prove my point. We're, we try to work through it and be like, all right, what's the logical and smart approach here? Yeah. 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 This is good. A lot of sauce. This was really yeah, good. A lot of sauce. <laughs> I hope everybody watching this was taking notes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really. I learned a lot from you guys too, though. Like, you yeah. Guys, it's kind of crazy because like people that I work with, I've been working with them for like 20 years. Like we all yeah. grew up together, all like us, but you guys met each other on Discord. For yeah. God's sakes. yeah. That yeah. always blows my mind. We're like guys just meet on the internet and like it, it works out. So like yeah. kudos to both of you. And like you guys probably gonna do big numbers in 2023. Thank you. Yeah, we're hoping yeah, for yeah, it. Yeah, 100 percent You got you got anything else, Mr. Russell? No, I appreciate you guys for uh jumping <laughs> on. Would. And, uh, sure. I appreciate the invite. In, appreciate uh, you too, John. Arizona. 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 How do we end up here? Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> where, where, where can everyone find you guys? Though? Social cool. medias. Where can yeah. Find you guys? Yeah. Social medias. Um, the business is obviously at Puppering. Uh, my personal Instagram is uh, at Real Alex DJ. Um, What's yeah. your YouTube? What's your oh, YouTube? It's, uh, it's just my name. So if you just look Alex Georgievic. We'll, we'll link it. Yeah. yeah it'll be easy. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, so... I primarily don't use any social media. <laughs> we run a social media company. I don't use social media, yeah, yeah. but I do want to get on Twitter. Um, I don't know my Twitter handles. I think it's Parth K U K R. So if you want to add me, tag me on Twitter. I'm definitely gonna try. I'm trying to do something where I post once a week and mm, try to like share should. some value like about a thread, like a thread. Yeah, 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 thread. So I want to thread. Want to yeah. do some stuff like that where I, I at least try to explain some of the stuff I do. Yeah. Other place, my this I know my Instagram username. My Instagram is uh, Parth K U K R. For people who don't know how to spell Parth, it's P A R T H, <laughs> and we'll have it. We'll we'll also have that linked in the description. Also, if you guys have yeah. any uh, promo codes for Pop Ring too, we'll pull one in the. Whoa. Oh, we, we can. Is it, well, ten or fifteen. Well, no, no. Let's we can create a promo code. I think we should do uh, for yeah, the yeah, yeah. for the. Uh, I believe about the codes I just said. Then. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just be on the lookout for that as we'll well. Description. Yeah, yeah, we can just throw one in there. We yeah. can also put in maybe a, a story as well. Yeah, yeah stories. And for yeah, us, like, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, comment yeah, yeah. follow these yeah, guys. These guys are awesome. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're going. Listen up. on Spotify, Apple Music, the whole there TikTok. We just hit a TikTok video, 300k views. Damn, Yo, that's crazy. Yeah. It was, it was, the, it was the comments were hilarious. Like, yeah, if you're beautiful. listening to this, you got to go check that out. It was beautiful. Bro, you got to share this hilarious. TikTok video. <laughs> oh yeah, we'll show it with yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, right. th- I think that concludes episode number 13. 
on Friday the 13th of New Money Talks Beautiful. Lucky in Arizona. 13. We're going to maybe go play top golf or go network with some uh, awesome some guys yeah. and uh, awesome. enjoy the beautiful weather. And uh, yeah, everyone listening, thanks for listening. We'll see you soon. See you Take soon. it easy. Bye-bye. Ciao. Nice. Right. One secret.